0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs And parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to RobShowCoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's RobShowCoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next work hard, play hard mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day to day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, not the stressed achiever. How are you?
1: I am doing just fine. Thank you. Does that mean you are the stressed achiever?
0: I am the stressed achiever. And I guess you can tell what we're going to be talking about today, which is the stressed achiever. Okay. Okay, <laughs> trying to be stressed here. You okay. got nothing. You got that's it. You got nothing to say. By the way, when you do a podcast with your wife, it's a very interesting thing to do because you've got all sorts of dynamics that are happening. You've got personal dynamics. You've got you know you've got an opinion. She's got an opinion. When do I talk? When do you talk? And through the magic of editing and doing this for a long time together, we're, we've gotten pretty good at it. But every now and again, we will be in the middle of something, and I will sort of like lower my voice as if to say, now it's your turn to speak. And she'll be completely silent and go, (laughs) oh, did you want me to talk? And and in my (laughs) head, I was like, okay, well, you talk now.
1: In your head, you cued it up perfectly, but really you just muted yourself.
0: But that's not why we are gathered here today. We are gathered here today to talk about the idea of being a stressed achiever. All right, so let let me give you some context for this. By nature, I can give you a million reasons and stories why perhaps I think this is the case and none of them will mean anything to you or help you. At the end of the day, and by the way, my brother always had this funny thing. Every time I said at the end of the day, he'd say, you go to sleep, which I always thought was funny. So every time I say at the end of the day, you you go to to sleep." sleep, I just, I do that in my head. Okay, stress achiever. What is a stress achiever? A stress achiever is one who manufactures, these are my terms, you can Google it. Everybody's got a different take on it, but they're all sort of in the same vein. One who manufactures stress in order to get things accomplished. So my coach, Chris Goodman, who's, uh, you should look him up, he asked me a question, which I've said on the podcast before, but it's worth saying again. And that is, the question is, what is the source of your results? And that question has really, really plagued me. And what I've started to realize is the results that I've had in my life are generally when I am in a really good state, when I am tapping into my own charisma, when I am, playing and having fun, and never or rarely when I, and rarely is the key word here, when I am in a stressed state. Now, here's the thing. If I put myself into a stressed state where I am, you know, I've got a million things I gotta do, and I got these 10 things I have to be done by the end of the day, that stressed state will trigger me into action. So I have trained myself that if I'm stressed, that I will create action. Now, here's the thing with creating action. The actions that I create are generally actions that are not big and bold actions that will produce really, really exciting results. They're actions that will produce minimal results because I'm stressed. So if I'm you know, if I'm on vacation and we're, you know, I'm in the South of France with a glass of champagne and we're talking about, you know, what the upcoming year is gonna be like. I'm in a very different state. I'm being playful. I come up with good ideas. And then we come back and we execute them. So the good stuff comes when you're in that place. But when I'm banging my head against the keyboard and stressed out with all the things I need to do, the stress will move me into action, but two things will happen. One is don't have to go through the level of suffering that I'm going through and pain to do it. And two is I'm going to get much better results if I don't. So that's my take on it. What's your take on it?
1: Well, what's interesting is to prepare for this episode, I was reviewing some of the different patterns that people have. So stressed achiever is a pattern of what you do to create success, right? So there are other patterns that are out there. And When I looked up stressed achiever, it said, ironically, the stressed achiever is very similar to the victim pattern, except the stressed achiever takes action. So one of the most common patterns, just to give another example, is the victim pattern. And the victim pattern is where you justify why you can't change because all the negative life events that are happening to you. So it could be like the example this particular article gives is that these are the people that can't exercise because they have a pain or an illness or, you know, and that's not to say, look, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm reading what they said. But if you think about when you see somebody who, like we went to uh, Summit of Greatness, Lewis Howes Event Summit of Greatness, and guy comes out who has literally no arms, no legs. Okay. He hiked Everest. And so when you see a story like that, you're like, well, shit, I can get my ass off the couch. I mean, my back might hurt a little bit, but I can figure it out. This guy's got no arms and no legs and he went up Everest, right? So he's not in the victim pattern. And the first thing people wanna do, I think with any of these patterns, Rob, you can tell me if this is true for you, is they want to say, no, that's not how I am no, you don't understand. I really have this this problem. I really have this thing that I just can't change. Or you'll be like, no, 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 no. I really have the stress. The stress is real. But sometimes, look, we all have stress, right? I have stress, Rob has stress, but it's how you react to the stress that is gonna determine where you're going. And Rob takes the stress, amplifies it, makes it worse than it is, adds more stress on top of it and then says, if I don't get these 10 things done, I have not been productive, which is stressful in itself. And therefore the work that, you know, he he might force something into success. He might force it, but it's not going to be as fun, joyful, easy, and quite honestly, efficient if, he, if you just leaned into it and didn't have that stress, right? So... I thought that was interesting that the stressed achiever and the victim are actually the same. It's just the stressed achiever takes action because you have all that same, all of this is coming at me. The victim goes, I can't do anything about it. And you go, I'm going to do everything about it, but I'm going to compound my stress. And that's how I'm going to get it done. But the basis of both are the same.
0: Yeah, so I think this actually goes a level deeper. So I've been doing some work on this. So I'll let you in on a little under the hood work that I've been doing. You
1: get to go into the
0: circus? You get to go into the circus. So one of the things that I have identified is when I am in a place of relaxation and enjoying myself. For example, in the afternoons, I'll go into one of the cafes here in Italy and I'll read a book. And in pretty short order, I would say 15 minutes into reading the book, I start getting this anxiousness. And the anxiousness that I get is I should be doing something else. And that trigger then moves me into, let me check my goals. What are my goals this year? And then when I read my goals, I start thinking of everything that I have not accomplished, and all the things that I need to do in order to accomplish them. I then move into stress going, oh shit, you know, we're already The first quarter of the year is already gone. And what the hell am I doing sitting here reading a book when I should be working on my goals? And I can go on and on with the pattern and all of the feelings that are associated with me doing it. Well, maybe it's actually worth it to say. So once I, once I get to that place where I look and go, Oh, I'm behind, then I start going, well, if I'm behind, what does that mean? Oh, that means that I won't be able to pay my bills. What does that mean? If I won't pay, pay my bills, I love living in Italy. I'm going to get kicked out of Italy. They're going to kick me out. Which,
1: by the way, and, can I just interject that none of these things are true and accurate? Like and the, they, these are things that matter. you're. No, it does matter. This is my. And,
0: this is my story. Hold I know, but on. This let is me the, explain. No. Let me explain my neuroses first, and well, then we're. I know, but then, I I we're want, gonna, then we're Then okay. we're going to. We're going to. We're going to uncover the truth of how this is not accurate. But if you look at the. the Where this thing goes, it moves into I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. I'm going to be thrown out on the street. I'm going to take the city in which I love and I'm not going to be able to live in it anymore. And it spirals completely out of control. Now, as Kim is saying, none of this is true, right? All of these things are where I'm right on target where I need to be. Why would simply reading a book create that level of tension and stress? And what I'm learning about myself is that when I'm in that place that I have not fully realized that I'm trying to keep myself in a stress state to produce results, because I've learned that when you're in stress, you get results. Does that make sense?
1: Well, when you're in stress, it forces you to take action on getting your results because that's the nature of your personality where some other people may feel that stress and shut completely down. But for you, the way your personality is driven is stress equals that. And so, you know, what happens, and this is interesting because you grew up in a stressed environment, right? And so it was a stress... In school, in uh, everything you're doing, he's literally drinking water into the microphone as if I don't have misophonia enough that I need it amplified by the microphone. Sorry, talk about stress. So you grew up with stress, right? So that pattern is in your body. If you needed money for something, you would go and you know push cars into the gas station that ran out of gas or whatever. You would have 17 jobs and stress yourself. And so I think you learned that at a young age, that hustle, which is basically stress, right? I need something. I need it. I need it. I'm going to go do everything in the world to make it happen. But then you became successful, grew into an adult, and you don't actually, you have a great life and you're amplifying and adding things to your plate that are unnecessary to stress you. So you go and take action. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am manufacturing something that doesn't need to be here. But here's the, here's the other thing. This is, it's probably two parts to this. Part one is the part that you said. But the other part is that until I put myself into a state of optimism, excitement, joy, I'm not gonna be able to achieve, I don't believe, effectively achieve the results I want Which is to have a great life. And more than that, my my level of stress is creating mediocre results. Does that make sense?
1: It's mediocre. Yeah, because your energy is is stress. And so anyone you're interacting with feels that isn't getting the best of you. And so it's rushed. It's Half-assed, it's stressed, and the questions you're asking are different. You're not asking what would this look like if it were fun, easy, and elegant. You're like, I got to get it done now. Get out of my way and knock you down. You know, like those are two different Robs that <laughs> that somehow coexist in that same body.
0: But- well, you know what? You know what I'm learning. I'm learning that there's something called, uh, and people who know this will laugh when they hear it. But I'm learning that this is really called shadow work, right? So you've got this shadow. I never understood it. People talk about shadow work all the time. All these influencers in like influencer hats, you know, they're always talking about, you know, shadow work. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I always feel like it's like dark shadow, like it's Batman. You know what I mean? Like what, what is it? And apparently, and somebody I'm sure is going to correct me, but apparently what this is, is that it's precisely what you just described. You've got this darker side or this other side or this shadow that is following you. And, you know, why do I need to put myself in a stressful environment in order to execute? Why do I believe that I need to put myself in a stressful environment in order to execute? I don't really know. And that's probably where this work comes in. But right now I'm at the stage of identifying that I'm doing it. And And
1: that's 80% of it. I mean, you know, it's really interesting because if you you can look back in, in an objective way, right? At all of your success over the course of the years, success, when were you most successful as a chiropractor? When you were excited and happy and joyful and wanting to do the work, right? That's when your peak of success was. When are you most successful in any other area of your life? when it's organic and natural and there's an excitement and a joy and a fun about it. You can literally look at any of the times in your life where you've had the most success and I would bet if you unpacked it, those periods of time were not from stress because anytime you've had stress, it feels like, well, shit, another thing just went wrong, another thing just went wrong because your energy is attracting the wrong vibration. It's We talk about manifestation all the time by adding stress to yourself or it's not, it could be actual real stress. Like you could have real financial stress, but it's how you deal with that stress that is that's gonna determine your energy, which is gonna determine what you attract, which is gonna determine how the people around you are. I remember when I started out as a personal trainer, I literally had no money and there's no base pay. And it was whatever you sell, you make X percentage of, right? And I think it was like 40%. It was like a shitty percent. And I had to sell. So I went in and I was stressed about being 23 years old and, or 22 years old and having no money. I was stressed about not paying my rent. I was stressed about all of the different things. And so when I would go in to sell... I wasn't getting people to say, yes, they were, oh, I'll think about it. Because my energy was like a dog starving that hasn't eaten in 90 days. And I was looking at a bone, you know, and it was that energy. And until I shifted my energy is where I started to actually sell. And the more I sold and the more clients I got, the more clients wanted to come back around. And I'd have clients that said, no, originally come back around because my energy was different. And then I had a waiting list. And then, so it's like, it's a monster that feeds itself. But if that's your pattern, you know? And so you have to to identify your pattern. Rob's is a stressed achiever, but there's others. There's a rut dweller. I think I might be a rut dweller. A rut dweller is someone that when you're overwhelmed, you're overwhelmed and you have a need to be successful or perfect. And so if you're overwhelmed and you're not getting results, you just do nothing right? So, you're dwelling in the rut. So, if you're in the rut and you don't seem to have results, you just literally go, if I can't be perfect, I'm not doing it at all, right? So, that's another one. You have the certainty seeker who is always seeking reassurance that everything's going to be okay, and they're not going to start jobs unless they know they're going to su- succeed. So, they only take on tasks and and things that they know they'll be successful. Mm. That's like, they don't want to challenge, mm. Right. You got the escapist that just, when shit hits the fan, they run shiny ball to the next thing. Mm. And they, you know, there's no follow through. You have the pretender. The pretender is the person that has one image to the world, but really is different on the inside. And they think they're, or they just think they're a fraud and they don't want to be who they really are because they're afraid the world won't accept them. They're the pretender. And so these, these are the ways that people deal with their patterns, right? This is their, per, their pattern through life. And yours, you probably look at something like the pretender or others and you're like, well, who would do that? But that's because that's not your pattern, you know? And there's all of the, but I think identifying when you have the pattern is 80% of it. Because,
0: yeah, yeah, know. for sure. The other thing is, so what prompted this conversation was, he asked me a question. He said, do you feel like you're forcing something or do you feel like you're in your power? And I can always tell when he's reading a new book because he comes up with interesting questions I haven't heard before. So he was, and the new book is called Power Versus Force or Force Versus Power, one or the other. And there's this little graphic that he shared with me that I found really, really interesting. And imagine on the left-hand side, force, And um, on the left-hand bottom is force and on the left-hand top is power. So the higher up the scale you go, the more you move from forcing something into power. Now, I'm not gonna go into all of it because there's probably 15 different shades of gray here, but I'll talk to you about something interesting. You're in force when you are in desire, anger, and pride. Okay. So I definitely feel that I live in the, and the bottom end of that is fear. I feel that I live in that desire. I want my goals, anger. I didn't have it pride. Why are my friends accomplishing it? Fear. But I'm not. And then beneath that is fear. Is this ever going to work out? And what that produces is not inaction. Inaction is when you're below that, which is things like shame, guilt, Apathy, grief, fear, things like that. So I'm not in inaction at all. I'm always in action. But the flip side of it is that I'm in hyperactivity. So I am, because I'm in desire, anger, and pride, I'm hyperactive and I'm doing nervous, fidgety, worky kind of thing. And, you know, Kim would always say to me, when you get like this, I feel like you're twitching. That's the word that she uses you're twitching, right?
1: Like he walks around moving papers from one side of the house to the other side of the house and with a nervous energy that just makes everyone in the house also feel nervous.
0: (laughs) Right, so that's the hyperactivity. Now, if you want to move into power, which is where you're not forcing something, but you're stepping into your power.
1: What's the first one? Courage. That's a good one. Because cur- courage is a big deal when you're building a business. You're scared to do the thing just outside the comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. And that thing is where the power is. That thing is where what you need the courage for. So if you can take your anger, desire, and pride and fear and somehow turn it into courage, then you're stepping into power. And then you're starting to, instead of hyperactivity, you're gonna go to happiness and productivity versus hyperactivity.
0: Right. These are the states that happiness and productivity. So I just mentioned hyperactivity. So hyperactivity, desire, anger, pride. Happiness and productivity, courage, neutrality, willingness, and acceptance. Now, these are four things that I don't know how to do, okay? I don't know how to be neutral,
1: Well, let's talk about what that means. So let's say you're trying to... uh, I'll go back to personal training because I gave that. Once I sat down with someone and I gave them the pitch on how I could help them and how much it was going to cost for sessions, blah, blah, blah. My neutrality or acceptance was, it's your choice. I gave you all the information. If you do it, great. If you don't, that's fine too. And being truly neutral about that made that... The, the energy of you being neutral, it was like, I, I I don't need this. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. I did my job and I know that the My right identity
0: cl- is not tied to whether or not, you, even, even if it's financially stressful, if you don't, I will find somebody else.
1: Because your identity is attached to your pride, which is down in hyperactivity. So That's neutrality good. is a really good place To live and the way I, and I know it's easier said than done. So I'm going to give you an example. When I started in um, network marketing and I would do phone calls with people about joining our team or using the products, it was the same thing. So initially, you know, you're starting a business and you want sales and you want team members and all of that. But I had to enter these conversations neutral and accept whatever it was. Again, I'm going to provide you the information and you can. You know, make your decision. But the way that I did that was before I got on the phone with someone, I still do this to the day, to this day. Before I got on the phone with someone, I would say, "How can I best serve this person and help this person today?" And it may not be what I'm offering. And accepting that is totally okay. They may not be a fit for your trip or my company or whatever. And that kind of acceptance allows you to serve the person and serve yourself and maintain that happiness and productivity.
0: What's the word at the very top of the scale in the chunk we Peace. Nope.
1: Oh, in the chunk we acceptance.
0: Acceptance. Yeah. So you're like, you just kept saying acceptance. Yeah. Every story that you gave led to your acceptance of, it's okay. Like it's, and this is, I mean- this isn't easy for me. This is really fucking hard for me because when I hear acceptance, I immediately go into, fuck that. I am not accepting this. I am making but this. But you're
1: making it about you. If you make, if if this is a business thing or a relationship thing, okay, here's a great thing. When the girl or the guy is like, and they break up and you know they're dating a long time and, and they're like, you'll never have anybody as great as me, like that kind of shit, Can you accept that maybe you are not a good fit for that person or that person is not a good fit for you? And that's a logical decision, not emotional. It's exactly the same in business. If someone chooses to not purchase your product, don't go back to pride because that's where the F you blah, blah, blah comes because you're going to pride. If you stay in acceptance and go, maybe this product or service is not a good fit for this person make it about them and not about you. Because if you make it about you, you make it about, I didn't do the right sales tactic. I didn't say the right thing. And it's about your pride, which brings you back to that shitty area of course.
0: That's great. All right. So let's move on to the level right before the top. And that is peak performance.
1: Without stress. Peak performance without stress.
0: Right. Oh, I missed peak that. I was, I was so stressed. I looked over it. Peak
1: performance without stress because you would go peak performance requires stress. Keep performance without stress is when there's a reason.
0: That was good. Bravo, Kimberly. Reason. So, reason. What's the reason? So, I'm doing an event and I know that I'm taking somebody to, you know, Dubai, and my focus is on the reason that I want to take that entrepreneur there because I know that when that entrepreneur is there, he's going to connect with other entrepreneurs. He's going to relax into his day. He's going to get away from his problems. He or she. He's going to unlock what he
1: needs or she needs. That's right. Right. And so if you focus, but again, if you focus on the reason and not the sale, if you focus on the reason and not your ego, and you focus on the reason and not the bill that's on your desk, Mm. then you're going to apparently be in peak performance without stress.
0: Without stress. All right, let's go to the top before we wrap and that's synchronicity and extraordinary outcomes. Go
1: back to what we just said earlier.
0: About having shitty outcomes because you're stressed?
1: No, go go back to where are the times in your life that you felt so in flow and the doors were opening and and every like this. Okay, I'll give you a great example. You and I are in Miami. We make a decision to move to Italy 3 months from that date, mm. right? You want to talk about stress? We had events, we had school, we had moving another country, we had a month in Europe, planned in the middle of all of that, we had to get a visa. We had there's a lot of stress there. Mm. But it felt like we were in such synchronicity with the with the universe. We had our visa in one week, which I think might be the world record for an Italian, like consulate to give a visa, and what were we in? We were in joy. We were in love. We were in peace, and that's where you in. That's where you need and to be. An
0: enlightenment, really, because you're tapping into the spiritual side of visualizing something that feels so good that that feels enlightened.
1: We stepped into what it will feel like to move our family there, how excited and joy. And we did not focus on the stress of it. We focused on the joy of it. And that is when everything lined up, door after door after door opened and everything was easy. So what if you applied that Mm. to your life here in business and you focused on, you want to fill up Dubai? Envision that, that powerful group of 20 entrepreneurs
0: and the reason why you're doing it
1: and the reason but but focus on the joy and and what you're going to bring through in that and the and the impact you're going to make in that event or whatever you're trying to do like focus on that mm. and you'll and the doors will just open cuz you can't not Like that's at the highest level of attraction.
0: No, that's good. And I remember, you know, I was talking to, there's a gal named Danette May and a super successful girl. And I remember she wanted to come to one of my events. She had a conflict with an event that she was putting on, but she wanted to come in. But she said something when she asked me about the event. And she, you know, she took notes and she was thinking about it. And she said, okay, let me drop into it and let me get back to you. And I was like, what What does that mean? You're gonna like, how do you drop into? Like, you you mean you want to think about it? But what she was saying was pretty much what you're describing, right? She's trying to step into the joy, the enlightenment, the peace and feeling. How does it feel? How does that feel there? Because if she could feel her way to my events, then she's gonna have great results and she's gonna like it. But if it felt, if you go to the bottom of the the scale, if it felt forced, right? This is literally power versus force. If
1: it felt forced. It's
0: a great great place to wrap. That was was really, really good. I did a good job with this podcast. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Let me go back to stressed
1: achiever real quick. Okay, hold on. Let me just read one. She's gonna tell
0: me my need for recognition. Okay,
1: ready? Yeah. The stressed achiever is addicted to the energy and recognition that comes... (laughs) Just basically in any way.
0: But really, what else did you think I did right here? Oh, my God. You hear the church bells?
1: I hear them. I don't know if they do. You know what that
0: means? It's noon. It's noon o'clock here. That's it, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or